All right. Welcome, welcome. It's Amina's House Podcast, episode 159. I am Mina Say What? I'm Shayna B. Dex Stucky. And Sherlock Homeboy is at the White House right now. <laughs> he might so get stimulus. Right, he's getting his stimulus. <laughs> I haven't gotten mine yet. So, um, yeah, he'll be joining us shortly. Uh, the press secretary from the White House, a.k.a. Mr. Garnett Briscoe. Uh, so, guys, how are you feeling? How you been after this week, man? You know, got to touch base with everybody. Well, you know, daylight saving time always give me about a month and I'll be back to normal. It always messes me up. And I'm always like, oh, it'll be it'll be OK this time. It never is. <laughs> I just think this weekend was I don't know, it was really busy and it was nice out. So I was back outside for a little bit. It was just a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, you was outside, outside, Not outside, outside, but outside. <laughs> <laughs> Garnett is joining us live from the that, White House. That, baby. Did you get your stimulus? Did you pick it up? That's <laughs> no. what you was doing. You was in the office. That's exactly why I'm here. I'm wrecking shop. I need my stimmy to, to kick in real quick. That's why I'm here. I had to come down here and make sure everything is all right. So if y'all don't have y'all's, I'm setting everything straight right now. I'm here. Tell money back, Joe. I need my money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Money back, Joe. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, uh, so let's hop into what's going on in our feed. Um, I thought about all you guys watching parts of the bachelor finale. Um, we had a very lengthy discussion about Mr. Matt James and our thoughts on him from the beginning saying that he didn't want to feel pressure to pick a black woman as the first black bachelor. And as things would have it, He ends up picking Rachel. Uh, I don't know what she is, but she looks light skinned. Uh, She looks white over Michelle, who is a black girl, which Mm -hmm. I thought he was more compatible with Michelle, in my opinion. Uh, I thought they went. it, It seemed like to me like they were more compatible, but he ends up picking Rachel. Now, Rachel is a scandalous pick. Because there were all these things on the internet about her being a racist. And there were pictures of her at a plantation party back in 2018. So so he says to her, after all this drama, I'm not going to marry you, but I'm going to date you and give you this rose. And then there was a reunion ceremony that aired after the finale where he breaks up with her because he says she doesn't understand his blackness. Thoughts. Mean as how he broke up with her. He didn't know about the pictures when he asked to be with her, but he still should have known not to pick her. Because I thought the same thing. Like, yes, she might be cute, but they weren't as compatible. She was definitely younger than him, so I thought like there were maturity issues. I feel like she's a manipulator, but whatever. Racist, racist. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but he did break up with when the pictures came out, and he clarified that, and that showed you how a little bit racist she is. Because he said when the first was the picture, he asked her and she lied. She said something like they were fake. And then he said, as everything else came out, it was like no denying it. And so he broke up with her via telephone. And then like last night was the reiteration of we ain't getting back together. Right. So it's funny because I thought about you, Dex, (laughs) because you were on this this you know, black love rampage when this show first started. So be honest. Have you been following it? You know, have you been watching and what are your thoughts? I think that like this to me is like work, like doing the show is like work for me. And I watch a lot of things for work purposes. Like I really will sit and watch a TV show for work purposes. I refuse to watch this show. I (laughs) did not watch it. I'm so proud of myself for not watching it because it was a bunch of BS. And like, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Turned around and happened. Not only did you not do like a black person, you pick some BS and then you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it because I want to stand on my blackness. Get the hell out of here. And then and then aren't they supposed to get married after this? Like, isn't that okay? The- so yeah. you just write your own rules, brother. That was my that was my bigger problem over him picking Rachel was that, again, whether we agree or disagree, that's what this show is based off. You going on here to find love. But yes, but you're supposed to end up in an engagement. That is the basis of this show. It's in its what, 25th season. 
So I was confused by the whole, I don't think I'm ready for that. Why it's honest, yes, but what you come on this show for then? That's the best the- meme I saw was this whole season could have been an email. <laughs> this guy, this guy from the very beginning of this show, you, you done got the, what's his name, Chris Harrison. You done got him fired, like or messed up, or whatever. This guy is so messy and destructive, and it literally ruined the franchise. Garnett, you will never be a black. You will never be on the Bachelor. They're never gonna have another black man. It's like, it's like the White House. They never gonna have another one of us in there. I'm telling, it's done. Well, he messed it up for all of us. At least the one at the White House did it right. Did it right. Like, I mean, you know, they only give us <laughs> so much. A couple of chances. Now, I, I find it interesting that it's still, I guess, um, you said that that I guess he had more, uh, I guess, uh, chemistry with one of the other girls and he still didn't pick them. I thought they were just more compatible. Yeah, you know? more compatible. I, I just felt that way from watching them. I feel like I feel like Rachel would have been the choice if you're naive and you're still dating all the wrong girls. Mm. I feel like Michelle would have been the choice if you're really a man that understands what he wants in a wife and you want someone consistent and loving and someone that's going to ride or die for you and someone that understands you and is mature. I felt like if he was really to get ready to get married, Michelle would have been the choice. For yeah. me, that's just yeah, how no. I interpreted their personalities. You're 100% right. I think Michelle was a good wife. Rachel's for a good night. Right. <laughs> yes. That's a great way to put it. A good night at the plantation. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, we, we got to touch on that. So what, what type of party was at this uh, plantation party? An antebellum party. I don't even know what that is. Speaking so it's the old South. It's dressed up at the plantation to celebrate war times and slavery pre-civil war times is what they celebrate so they get dressed up as if they are the maids or mistresses of the house and she claims she ain't now she oh, didn't know she picked the outfit up. but she went no, there got the outfit out. she googled right. antebellum plantation outfit and had to find that that's wild but well yeah i think what's wild was they said there were other things that i didn't know which i guess that's what he alluded to like Instagram post because you know then they start searching all your stuff where she might have made a comment about like an interracial couple and this that so it was like more than just just the photo there was social media uh there was social media evidence of her commenting on other people being in interracial relationships where she's literally on national tv trying to get married to a black man I think either Mina said this or Shayna said it when we talked about this before, you guys said, like, what were the background checks? Because it seemed like they just had any and everybody in that house. I wonder you guys did say that. Shana said that. And now hearing this, you're 100% <laughs> right. Because how did this not come up when we were doing the, the casting process? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, people on social media be detectives, Dexter. <laughs> so us regular folk, we not going to find it. But, you know, the, the DEA and the FBI <laughs> on social media <laughs> will find it. <laughs> I was going to say, she didn't post the antebellum pictures. What happened, again, be careful with your circle, when she was on the show and the show was now airing, and again, he had already picked her, somebody who was at that party was the one that posted the pictures. So the once that came out, then they dived into her social media like, oh, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And But when they asked her, and I thought he did a good job, what's his name again, Emmanuel... What is his last name? Oh, the host, the, the football guy. Yeah, he played for I, the I, I, uh, something, something weird. Darnell, you should know this. Yeah, he played for I the Eagles one season. He do Fox Sports. Anyway, he he was very good, I thought. But he asked her a question like, didn't you think about like those pictures? You knew you had taken them. And did you think like that, that it could come out? And Achoo! Said, Achoo! Achoo, yes. Yes. Achoo. <laughs> and she said, no, I never did. So to me, that meant... You really don't care. You still are racist. You just apologizing because they came out. Like, cause you you don't care. It was just two years, two, two and a half, two years and some change ago. This is what I don't like. The fact that this is the first bachelor of color and he ain't getting married. And <laughs> and his his season's a hot mess. And they got they got Chris fired. You know, Chris got himself fired because he was defending Rachel instead of being like, you know, look, take a page out of Sharon Osbourne's book. When someone, you know, is being racial, stay out of it. Don't defend people. Mind your business. You don't know. 
that's a no comment. That's what you got to say. But you try to get involved and you try to defend people. You don't know what you're defending. That's what Chris tried to do. He tried to be like, oh, there, there are pictures of her when she's a little girl. And he got her right. And he got himself fired. So that's what I don't like, that there's all this mess around the first Bachelor of Color. <laughs> to your point, Dexter, right, next year they're going to be like, look, we failed at this miserably. <laughs> Let's go back to what we know. <laughs> well, they already said now it's going to be two back-to-back women. They're not going to do like the man, woman, man. Now it's two back-to-back women that they pick. So you so, missed so it's going to be two black- bachelorettes. So you mess it up for black men and men in general. Period. Oh, okay. <laughs> we we got to take a break from these these men. Well, I hope that Matt now tries to rekindle his relationship with Michelle because He's I. He can't. He it's too late. That's what. I mean, he could go on a show. She no, I need to go on that show. Just say about that before we move on. Nina, did you pay attention to Matt's brother? Oh. <laughs> he I was realized, at- and I'm going to show you a picture of him, Jack. There was no way he was going to say where Rachel races Rachel once we see his brother. His brother is a, a, a mix of Colin Kaepernick and Nipsey Hussle together. <laughs> yeah. This man came on ABC. My girlfriend texted me and was like, I think he said what's up in word to him. And I was like, oh, let me rewind. <laughs> you know he started talking with the grills and the curly braids and had the wine glass full. I said, girl, I ain't got to rewind. He definitely said, what's up, it worked. <laughs> hey, yeah, he had Hennessy in his cup. I Listen, I know it. I know there was Hennessy in the cup. <laughs> no, but did you see the memes about how Matt got Celine Dion for a mother and then Colin Kaepernick for a brother? I was like, you know what? Y'all got no damn sense. <laughs> I got no dances. All right. Moving on in more controversy, uh, the Grammys. I'm sure we've all heard, you know, the belly aching and the complaining about that. I really just wanted to hone in and talk about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's performance of WAP. So this song in general caused a firestorm, you know, uh, because of the constants of the song. But then we see them performing it in a very sexual manner. They're on a bed. Legs are intertwined. They flipped each other. This was the actual like strip club move that I've seen at the strip club. Like if you've never been at the strip club, they are athletic at the strip club. OK, listen, they, they need to hire them because them girls is bad. They did a real strip club move on CBS on regular TV. And I was like, oh, my God, did y'all think the performance was that risque? What are your thoughts on that? I would say no, um, because what else, what else did we what else are we expecting from these two women that saying all of these things like they this this is what we want. We want to see that from them. So, no, I don't I don't think it was too risque, I, I, I guess, for what it is. Uh, do I think kids should be watching it? Probably not. But if I was a kid, I'm definitely watching it. I would love Cardi B. I would love Meg Thee Stallion. I would love all of it. Um, but well, no, that, I mean, that's what I was asking because it's on CBS. So I'm not talking about you as a person. Like I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I was just like, oh wow, they're doing strip club moves on CBS. You know. But that's really the conversation. Is that the appropriate venue or vehicle for that performance to be on? It's actually kind of PG in comparison to what we see on the internet. Like TikTok is wild. Twitter is wild. Instagram is definitely crazy. So, it, I mean, we saw the titty at, uh, at the Super Bowl. On so CBS. it's all. The, the, the titty that we saw was on CBS, CBS. And ended up really ruining halftime performance. <laughs> years, getting yeah. Jackson banned too. Like personally, like I didn't have an issue with it. Um, I, like, fine. Like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. However, this happened at 10 o'clock at night. Children are still awake and still up at 10 o'clock at night. They, they saw this. And I'm sure if they're anything like me when I was that age, like I was when the Janet Jackson thing happened, they went in the bathroom and had a time with themselves. I, <laughs> and now these like kids are like this. This is what was happening. I'm positive it was happening all night long. My only thing, though, that makes it difficult for me to sit here and say that I thought the performance was a bit much were the think pieces that came after it. Like, I literally could just sit here and say, I just think that was a bit much for CBS. Kids may be watching, maybe tone it down. 
when I saw Candace Owens get up and say like, this is ruining the moral fibers of America and all those, like, then you take it too far for me and it makes it difficult for me to, to, to have an issue with it. Donald Trump was our president this time last year. If, not, if that doesn't ruin the moral fibers of America, then nothing else will. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was like, I was more shocked. I feel like in a way in Trevor's joke, he tried to say like, listen, this is not for kids because he kind of did allude to it like, no, you got the kids, just tell them. He said something like, tell them it's a little cat or something. But I thought it was like, because there was a little bit of time between that joke and when they did it. So I thought that that was their way of saying like, hey, if you got kids in the room, they probably shouldn't watch this performance without saying, take the kids out the room. But that was my one issue that I was like, wow, but we went from, and I know times have changed, like Janet being like crucified over this nipple and now we could do this. So it was, A, it was to me, it was like a sign of the times. Like we've changed a lot. Uh, but then the, the other part of me too was upset. Like, and then they got to bleep out all the best parts of the song because it's on CBS. <laughs> right. Listen, Janet, I, crawled, Janet crawled so they can walk, man. That's it. Yo, you stupid, yo. <laughs> I, to be honest... To be honest, me as an adult, I didn't have a problem with it. I was just more so thinking about like there's really no separation now between what where do you put what kind of content? Like literally, I mean, they out here canceling Dr. Seuss books. Like, but y'all got Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion on regular TV, you know, doing a strip club move. That's what I can't understand. Like where there's like where is it appropriate for kids to go? But see, that's the part that drives me insane that, that is that people are comparing it. And then when you compare it like that, it makes people like me say like, well, I don't care anymore. Like, because the people, I saw this whole thing piece about like the Dr. Seuss thing. And I'm like, what does one have to do with the other? Like we are in something called like cancel culture and Dr. Seuss's family thought that that was inappropriate. So they pulled it down. Cardi B and Megan thought their performance was appropriate. So they did it. Like, I just think we have to really like focus on what actually happened and, and talk about that. And nobody's doing it. Everything that somebody's saying they're comparing it to other stuff and Cardi's going back and forth with them, but nobody's actually saying, Cardi, look, this was a little inappropriate for you to do in front of children, so forth and so on. Nobody's doing it. They talk about everything else that's being canceled and it's like, that's why people are getting defensive about it. It just, I don't know. It just drives me crazy because nobody's focusing on what actually happened. Cardi, you were clapping your cheeks on a bed on television. Let's talk right. about that. But we're talking about everything else. And now she's getting defensive about it. Well, these award shows used to be things that you can watch with the whole family, right? So I distinctly remember when I was a kid watching Michael Jackson on the AMAs with my mother. Now it's like you can't even watch award shows with your kids because you don't, Cardi B's going to be on the bed doing a stripper move with Megan Thee Stallion. So that's really like, I guess the conversation, I don't think it's it's morally breaking us down because I think we've been nasty since the beginning of time. You know, you listen to these old songs, the, you know, they said it a different way, but I was freaky as hell. What I think in the conversation should be is how do you as a parent and I'm not a parent, but how do you as a parent know where is a safe place for your child? You know, like, I mean, the Grammys aren't even a safe place for your child. Like, where do you go now? Your, your kids can't enjoy these things with you anymore. I mean, because Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say to your point, if you missed that Trevor Noah, that kind of that that lead in, and they did, they did like something else. If you missed that and you were like, oh, going to the bathroom and now me and the kids are gonna go back to watch the Grammys, then you definitely did not have any warning until you heard that that, that beat drop, then you might have no. So they needed to put a big ass warning. This is sexually True. explicit. True. And like that little joke he did, I was like, what? Like I didn't that didn't sing, signal to me if you have kids turn this off. That that True. didn't that didn't that say that helped. to me. That would have helped like right a little, like a big like rated R like audiences only. Right. If y'all complain about this, can you imagine what they would have did at the BET Awards? <laughs> but this is the thing. You know what to expect. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's This is what I'm trying to say. It's the BET Awards. It's on BET. You know, this is not CBS. This is not NBC. This is not ABC. That's really what I'm talking about. I think what's happening is because of Netflix and Hulu and all these other uh, avenues where people have to create content, nobody is watching what they call the big networks anymore right so they're doing they're supposed to be safe it's supposed to be the safe family channels traditionally right they're doing the most now in order to get
get people to watch. Yeah, like I, I never in a million years would have thought I would have seen a titty on CBS or Cardi B and Megan on the bed, you know, doing a menage or whatever I, they was doing. I agree with that. I, I agree 100 percent with what you said, and I, like 100 percent. Like, I think that's exactly what it is. The networks are trying to push the envelopes to get people to talk and whatnot. I don't know. If, I don't necessarily know if it worked because this was apparently the lowest rated Grammys. In history, <laughs> right. People are talking about it. So I, I do agree that that's what they're trying to do. And I also like my antennas went up immediately when I heard them say like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion will be performing. Wow. I thought it was a joke, to be honest with you. I, did <laughs> I mean, this is this is what we asked for. Right. We 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 wanted to sit at the table at the Grammys. We wanted these performances. We wanted these certain categories. This is this is what we want. This is what we asked for. <laughs> WAP, WAP was it? Every every woman loved WAP just a couple months ago. Now y'all see it on TV, and it's too in much. My <laughs> in my house, a little booty shaking on CBS. Look, and, I don't have a problem country. with the song being performed. I thought the move on the bed with the two legs and she flipped her. I've seen that in the strip club, and I'm like. Kids should never see that. You should you should be 21 years old before you see that. Okay. Because they're gonna be practicing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, girl, then we gonna do the watch. Right. <laughs> and you know how kids are. You be like, don't watch this, go away. Do you not understand? I was watching Booty Call in secret. Like my mother was like, you cannot watch that. I was not allowed to watch Booty Call, Beavis and Butthead. I used to go and sneak and watch all of it. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm just saying that I don't have a problem with it as a grown adult. What I understand, what I understand about the conversation is having a child and yeah. watching a Grammy show or an award show, which used to be a family thing. That's not now even a family thing. What else is too much, though? I mean, because it, it's some people that would say that, I mean, you know, watching some of these uh, shows that they have on their network on uh, NBC or CBS or something like that, where, you know, it's guy on guys kissing or, you know, showing more sexual scenes. It's, so it's like, is that too much as well? Because they're showing that to kids without anybody, you know, giving a joke or anything like that as well. Well, that's a whole nother conversation, Garnett, because I don't think some people may not think guy on guy kissing is extreme. You know what I'm saying? No, that's well, that's like a gender thing. That That's like a completely different manner, situation. It, 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 it could be the same thing in this manner. That's why I brought it up where, you know, it's other people that watch this and they didn't care about the little booty meat at all. So that's also <laughs> like what's what's too much, because it seems like the networks seem they're always pushing the envelope. on right. something. That's the thing. I, I don't I think the networks are. To, I don't think the networks are safe anymore. That's just no. me. And like, I heard people compare it to J Lo and Shakira a little bit. Like, well, they were shaking. And I, again, the only difference though is I do think a the song context and b the move. Like you know, it wasn't like like Meg had performed earlier and she shook and she got on the floor, but it wasn't. I didn't think that was too much at that. You know what I mean? Like right. that wasn't too much. It was like that's her style. You know, she still got her like twerking, but I noticed she did it from the side, not necessarily full back. So it was like, then once they performed, it was like, oh, wait, we just took this up a level. So you're comparing the bodies because it's not the song content. It's the ass. You're comparing J-Lo and Shakira to Cardi and Megan. People were. People I'm started just comparing the, them. The, the bodies. It, 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 it's not because because Dua Lipa was up there doing the same. I was thing. just about to say that. Wearing less clothes, but it yeah, ain't nothing there. Baby girl is, is straight up, and I have yeah, more. She was because even when she did the this this on the ground, I was like, girl, hey, nothing. You don't even need to do that. You know what? I was about to say that because Dua Lipa did the exact same, and I'm like, girl, you got the little leotard on with your cheeks out, girl. Why did you do this? Like, normally they do this when they got something to shake back there. I don't know. What no, doing girl. No, but I I don't I don't have necessarily a problem with the bodies. It's the movement with the bodies, right? So I think at this point, twerking has become part of our culture. I don't feel inappropriate by Megan twerking her ass or shaking her ass. It's really the fact that they were actually doing a sexual move, <laughs> like like a Taekwondo sexual strip club move, <laughs> like a wrestling move on a bed. So it's the innuendo in that. that. That's what I think crosses the line. It's not so much the nakedness or the gyration. It's it's the sexual nature of the move. That's just me. Yep. 
All right. Moving on. Uh, I, you know, all I, all I picked today was things that I, you know, that were fiery conversation pieces that were in our feed. Literally, that's what the, the whole, you know, this whole uh, little bit is about. So Kirk Franklin going off on his son. All right. Kirk, let you know, listen, the devil done ran up up in Kirk and he done, <laughs> he put God on pause for a little bit. Check this son real quick. His son recorded it and then leaked it. Then some people were canceling Kirk. Some people were not. What do you guys think about this? We got to let people have their flaws and have their moments. It's like, come on. Are, like, are, are you serious? This is a father talking to a son. This isn't the famous Kirk Franklin talking to somebody in business. This is we all have parents or have somebody in authority where it can get heated like that. It can get crazy based upon the respect or disrespect that you show that person in authority. So I think we can't, we can't judge him by that. And, you know, even on his son to record that and to put it out there on purpose. I mean, that's a, that's a little wild to be doing to your dad. And then you're upset like that. He's talking to you that way. You think this is the first time he saw something like that, just that kind of activity, maybe not that in general, but something where it's just like, you're out of your mind right now. Like, why would you even do that? But even in this, I wouldn't say cancel him. I think he has some things that he has to go through and uh, grow through in these, uh, uh, in this situation. But what I will say is this, uh, Kirk Franklin, man, I felt like he meant every word. He sound like a, uh, he definitely sound like a black mom. But like what? he, he was, he was saying some things, man. He, he was very threatening. I, I, I never thought the man of God would be talking like that. But uh, I'm gonna hold him down on this one. I don't think he did anything wrong. I, it, it, it just sucks. This is in this situation, but. I don't know. I, I, I get where you're coming from with, with some of that. But at the same time, I, I really disagree with it a lot, too. Like, I yes, I understand personally. Huh? I said, speak your speech. Disagree with me. <laughs> personally, like, I understood it. And when I saw the memes and people saying protect Kirk Franklin and Kirk Franklin's not wrong and stuff like that, that's when I started to take a step back from it. Because initially, I didn't see anything wrong with it. But I didn't see anything wrong with it because I've dealt with it. Like, that's happened to me before. Not necessarily getting my neck broken or nothing like that, but my parents have been upset with me to the point where they've yelled at me and physically put their hands on me. Like, this has happened to me. So, like, it's not shocking or surprising to, to have dealt with that and to, you know, to see that. But when I saw so many people saying, like, Kirk is not wrong, this kid is wrong, this, that, and the third, then I thought about it, and I'm like, maybe we're talking and we're feeling that way because we've dealt with that in our own lives. And personally, I feel like that's trauma. I feel like, like talking to your children that way is not conducive. And I don't think that's a really good way to have a conversation. And I don't think that's a really good way to, to teach your children either. I really don't think that. And also, like, I look at it like it's discipline. So if you want to teach somebody discipline, you're teaching them how to, to work through problems. So if we are at work and this is all we know to be combative like that, and this is how it's okay to talk to people that way, then we grow up and we start doing that same stuff. And I just, granted, this kid is 33 years old, but still, we still think that this is okay to do to people. And I think we really need to break that cycle. I know a lot of people say like, you shouldn't be physically hitting kids, but we also need to watch how we talk to each other, specifically our kids too. I do agree with that. Obviously, the thing, though, too, and again, in the recordings that the son released, he really only released the, the bad parts of his father. You know, obviously, there's a not good relationship between them. But, you know, it's like it's, it's almost like if I wanted to release just the, the highlights or lowlights of one part of something, of a, of a body of something, because we also don't know what the son was saying back to him. We just got kind of what, what Kirk was responding with. You know, I actually just felt sad, just like, wow, like, you know, when we talk just, just about Black men and fathers, like, for this relationship to be aired out this way, and it obviously to be so broken and fractured, I was mad at the sun, like, how you gonna release that when you're dead? Like, I don't care how mad I am at him, you know, to do this to the world, but I, I don't, I would not cancel Kirk, I don't think he's wrong, I think there's always moments that as parents or as people, we probably get a little bit more I know for some people, again, because he's a gospel artist, it was the actual cuss words. But I'm like, y'all pastors be cussing. Y'all just don't know. Because they have <laughs> been recorded and leaked on audio. But, you know, I, I do feel like when people say he didn't have to apologize, I feel like in this world and day and age, he did. He knew what he had to do. 
because he is a gospel recording artist. And, you know, people were making the jokes like, I won't listen to melodies from having the same. Yeah, he, that is his family's livelihood at the end of the day. So regardless of whether we think he should have apologized, he did have to, in a sense, and he had to address it. And if he would have addressed it without an apology, then I don't think that would have been okay either. I didn't, I, me personally, I didn't feel like he needed to apologize. I didn't feel like he needed to apologize to me. I just think in general, I mean, whether you're a person of God or not, there are people that will bring out the devil in you. It don't matter how good you try to be, they will bring out the worst in you. And they clearly have a toxic relationship. And there's clearly a problem where his son doesn't respect his father. Let me tell you something. My mother done curse me out, like beat the crap out of me. And there's something called respect. You know, and even now in my age, but we're the same age. He's 33 years old right now. And even now in my age currently. Right. Let me tell my mother something. Right. My mother will be like respect. So if she even feels like I'm stepping out of line a little bit with my tongue. You better respect. That's all she got to say. So my whole thing with this is that obviously I don't know what has led to their relationship being so broken. But in general, this is your parent. They bought you into this world. They sacrificed for you. They clothed you. They they fed you, you know, and some people have harbored bad feelings for their parents because maybe they weren't what they wanted them to be. At the end of the day, this is your parent. So you have to respect your parent as an adult. It's not even like you're a 15 year old kid. He's 33 years old. If your parent makes you mad, walk away. You know how many times I'll be like, mom, you are talking to me completely disrespectful right now. I'm going to take a beat. I'm going to talk to you later. You are an adult. For him to say, oh, i like to see you try. What? My mother would have snatched my soul right up out of my body in 0.2 seconds. Snatch. And I'm done. Like, I just, for me, I just cannot understand how a grown-ass 33-year-old man challenges his father like that and then doesn't expect that kind of reaction. Right. And then he was like, he hung up on me. Of course, you're acting like an asshole. <laughs> what you, why are you? Oh, he hung up. On, what are you, I was like, what is wrong with you? You deserve to be hung up on. Like to me, I respected Kirk more in that moment when he hung up, because, again, I think as a parent, you're like this road that we're going on, this conversation is only going to get worse. So let me just end it. Let, let me step away. Let me end it before it goes to, I mean, it was already bad, before it goes to another level than it needs to go to. But I was going to say the other thing I was more surprised of is to see Kirk's daughter respond in the social media and then Tamala and David Mann, other gospel artists, their son responded in social media. And the one thing that was surprising to me was there was a lot of N-words used on this post to describe <laughs> And I was just like, oh, them gospel people is cutting up. <laughs> I was like, y'all couldn't, like, literally his daughter was like, come on, my, you know, you know what daddy did. And I was like, when she said it, then Tam Manson was like, N-word, don't put my name in your mouth because you know N-word. I was like, oh, he dropped it three times on a social media post. What is going on? The devil is busy. Right? Might unlock something in the gospel world it might be more popping in those streets than any <laughs> other streets. They might get it. <laughs> it might get crazy in the gospel world. Now, I, I really think this moment, uh, going back to what everybody said, uh, whether it was um, the bad relationship between, you know, the black male figure and the son, or maybe just the way you talk to people, I really feel like this moment can be used for a teacher moment instead of us criticizing the Kirk Franklin maybe we give them the words that Dex just said about hey maybe we shouldn't talk to, or try not to talk to people like this when we get angry so I, I really think this moment could be used for good rather than bad so that's why I'm holding them down no slander over here to the gospel world Well, how come y'all wasn't holding Kellyanne Conway down when she was cussing her daughter out? She was putting mm. <laughs> nobody, nobody was holding Kellyanne. It was no, it was no pro Kellyanne Conway. Everybody was like, "Yeah, Claudia, sixteen years old, putting up my mat on TikTok." Yeah, Claudia, keep going, keep going. I, I gotta watch y'all. <laughs> you know what? Though I wanted to have this conversation, Dex, because what you said, someone tweeted me, and it was a young kid. It was a young kid that said, "How about the parents' respect for the child?" You know, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation. Um, you know, I was always taught you give respect to get respect. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes, you know, when you feel disrespected by a parent, you might have these, the you know, this this outlash or this this backlash, you know, or this um, you like once your parent does something to you that hurts you so much, some people can't get over that. And now they treat their parents like crap, you know, and they don't have that respect because they've lost that respect. So I just wanted to have this conversation about that. I think in general, the respect just needs to go on both way on both sides. Yeah. You know, like you need to respect your parent. That person person put you here. And if for whatever reason that relationship is so deteriorated where you can't walk away, yeah. walk away. You don't film your parent and put it out to social media. That's going to make the relationship worse. That's like when you was a kid and your mom used to whoop your ass, you used to be like, I'm going to call welfare. I'm going to call I'm going to call Dyfus on your ass. And your mom is like, you know what? Let me dial the phone for you. Here you go. Go ahead. You want to be homeless? Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll drop you off at your foster family's house. Go ahead. I'm like, okay, mom, I'm sorry. That was then. You do that now, and the parents try to hand you the phone. These kids will pick the phone up and call. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. So our topic for the day is about things that you will never do after COVID. And I was, I was, thinking about this because I was seeing Trey Songz as nasty ass. That's your friend. That's your hey, friend. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I took his music off of my um, phone and I can't do it no more. I, he's I can't, can't he's such a creep. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe the pandemic is affecting him, but for him to spit in these, these two women's mouths during a sexual act, I don't know if they were having sex, but they were insinuating a sexual act. I was like, ew. I would never allow a man to spit in my mouth, you know, and then someone else's mouth during COVID. So that's how this topic came about. I started spiraling of things that I would never do now that, you know, COVID is a thing. Well, I hope you wasn't doing that like you said, pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, pre-COVID, <laughs> pre-COVID, what we doing? <laughs> yeah, what we now? It's like... <laughs> Now. <laughs> um, the one thing I'll never do um, after COVID is stick anything in my nose. Nothing is going <laughs> in my nose after COVID. I'm sick of taking these COVID tests. Like, I won't even stick my finger in my nose anymore. That's how triggered I am. I'm traumatized from taking these damn COVID tests. No more of that. Um, I'm never going to get haircuts t- every two weeks. I'm done with it. I, I went months without getting a haircut. Uh-huh. Well, I can go weeks without getting a haircut, and I'm good with it. What else? Why don't I will never leave the house and not have hand sanitizer. I will never wash my hands and not do the ABCs three times. What else? I'll Damn never, you! You learned a lot from COVID. <laughs> I'll never get up in the morning and not take enough time to wash my face. Like you know how normally, like you you, you do like a once over with your face or whatever. I actually do the process of like the 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 serums and all that stuff like that. I'm never gonna not do that because you clearly have time to do it. So. That's it. Oof, That's it. I got that many. <laughs> I was gonna say the only thing I kind of felt you on was the hand sanitizer stuff. Yeah, I, I, I felt you on that. But uh, yeah, anything else? I don't know. A little too much. Um, Are you serious? There's nothing you're gonna take with you for the rest of your life. I mean, nothing. Probably, probably a mask because that's we're probably gonna need that for a minute. Uh, other than that, I don't know. It's everything pretty much is the same, isn't it? It's no, not, no, it kind of is. No, hey, well, because he you wear a mask. Listen, 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 he was kissing wear a mask and you stand six feet apart away from each other, right? Other than that, they don't but have you wearing, huh? But personally, you're not like nothing changed in your personal life, like, like you don't do have a different routine or nothing like that. Make sure I wash my hands a little bit more, hand sanitizer. Other than that, no, it was nothing that I thought I was not like I'm spitting on my hands, shaking people's hands or anything like that. I'm not doing any of those things. Yeah, but, like, but like, I would get up in the morning and, and like, you know, obviously wash my face or whatever, but like, I never did it to the extent of using like the serums and like making sure I'm actually cleansing my face and exfoliating and all that stuff like that. Like, so you do that every day. Like you, like that was nothing that like. Exfoliate, no, but I mean, I, I do have my own like little acne thing that I do put on my face maybe three times a week or something like that. But I'm, I'm going to do it every day. 
that's a change. <laughs> you know what it is? Garnett has not been following the rules at all. So <laughs> his life has not changed. That's the chase, right? Just say it already. That's the truth. That is the truth right there. Listen, Garnett is sharing blunts with people. Yeah. He, dr- he drinking out the bottle. He's taking a swig and passing the bottle. He Ooh. doing all that. So Garnett, that is probably one I'll never do again. You know how you somewhere and somebody be like, oh, taste this. Not, uh, <laughs> I'm right. It, can, no, can they go back and pour that in another cup? Because then you're already sipping it, even if it's too strong. And then your COVID particles are in there. I can't. There. Mm-hmm. But just real quick, Garnett, when you saw Trey Song spitting those girls' mouths, did you say like "ill" or did you say like "what's, what's the?" Oh, issue? just real quick. When Mina was talking, I was looking at me and Mina faces like, and y'all faces was like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't see that, but when I say "ill," nah, that's his twist. I, I've definitely spit in a woman's mouth before. <laughs> definitely done that before sometimes you gotta live out your own fantasies man what did you say, what did you say when you did it like what was huh? the conversation what, what was the conversation when you did it i'm just trying to figure out what trey song said to them so like what did you say there's no you? conversation you boss up and do what you want to do Easy. they say open your mouth yeah say, and- no he said say ah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not that much to be saying. That was really good. Leave it at that. <laughs> but what I just what his spit was, it wasn't just one. He kept spitting or like get the spitation right. And I was like, oh, ah. yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. That, that, that's just one too many pornos watch. That's all. <laughs> you know what? I literally, I used to be a very kissy person. Like I would kiss and hug people. I would cut all that out. I don't want y'all touching me no more. You know, I'm Spanish. So we be kissing and hugging and doing all that. No, I'm a bump, I'm a fist bump people. And then I will also say I had a pet peeve with this even prior to COVID. And I think COVID has amplified it. I don't like people around me when I'm standing in line. Mm-hmm. I think now I have a reason to be like, police line, do not cross. <laughs> police line, do not cross. Because now, like, yo, stay six feet away from me. Like, don't, don't you hate it when you're waiting on someone and someone's right on your back? And you're like, well, damn, you want to look at my text too? you like that close that you could read my phone. So yeah. I think that that's going to be amplified. Also, I'm never smoking a blunt from anybody else in their in their life. You know, don't pass me nothing. Don't. Mm, nope. I, I'm, I'm going to smoke my own stuff. I'm not, I'm not sharing out the bottle no more. You know, back in the day, we used to you want some. All right, here you go. Nope. And then food. I'm not picking at people's food no more. Y'all know how I am. I'm greedy and fat. I will take your food off your plate and eat it. I'm not doing that no more because you probably got COVID on your food. So I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> one thing I know for sure I'm not doing is, and I know this sounds funny because it's not like an everyday thing, but there's a place in Philly called the Concourse Bar and they had the balls, you know, like the kids. Mm-hmm. I will never do that. My kids will never the, the balls are canceled. Let's we got them in our house, and I didn't spray them. Balls is canceled for everybody. Canceled. Well, not them kind of balls, but the the ones you wow. throw around. There. Girl, those too. <laughs> you gotta sanitize those balls too. I mean, listen, people are out here living reckless. I don't. I, I don't need. I don't even know how to date after this. Like, how do you date someone and kiss? Like, imagine having to date someone. You're like, yo, you got the vaccine. What vaccine you get? <laughs> you got any symptoms? You got COVID ever? Then are the people you live with they got the vaccine? You know, like, what was your symptoms? Like, come on. I was even. I was listening. Shout out to Ebro. On the Hot 97 Morning Show, I was up there in New York and they were reading some letter and there was literally a guy saying that a girl saying that she wanted to have a child with a man and the guy got the vaccine. And now the woman is saying she don't want to ha- have a sex with him. She don't want to have a child with him because she don't want her children having the DNA of the man who got the vaccine. I was like, this is literally altering how <laughs> how people date this woman doesn't even want to have a child with this man and then i'm like you know i've been thinking about like maybe freezing my eggs how about if the vaccine is gonna get in the dna of my egg that i'm about to freeze like all these weird things are going through my head i'm uh, worried about the vaccine but he didn't get an std test but okay (laughs) Um, (laughs) i what i will do though it's the opposite of something that mina said is that you say you won't hug and touch people 
that's something I'm going to start doing more. Like before COVID, I, I, I'm so weird with hugs. I do like half hugs. My friends, I, I've always done like fist pounds. I don't like shake hands. I just don't like doing that. Now, after this, I'm going to try to do more human interaction. Like I'm going to give full hugs and do like a full handshake. Everybody? Like people that I'm close to, like I'm definitely. Yeah, Nina was saying she do, kind of does it like more like not everybody, like, not no, a, no, everybody. Like I would be out in the street and I would meet a listener and like, oh yeah, I, yeah. I will hug the person. It don't matter what they wear in, how yeah. they smell, you know. Like, oh, what's up? And then, uh, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not and doing it. The opposite. It doesn't matter who. They could be my mom, and I'd be like, man, fist bump, boy, and I hug. I, like I'm terrible with that, and, I'm, and I want to get better with that. And I think COVID has really taught me that, like, touching people is. Well, it's actually COVID didn't teach me that, but I want to be like touching people is okay once we get out of this. One thing I'm definitely never going to do again is probably if I can try is um, ever pump the gas with my bare hand because I don't do it down. I, I always have gloves in the car or gloves in my pocketbook. Like, I don't think that at this point I can go back to bare hand on the the gas pump. And- <sighs> Such a such a Pennsylvania thing to do. Such a Pennsylvania <laughs> thing to do. I was gonna say y'all Jersey folks ain't gotta worry about it anyway. I was gonna I was just thinking, I'm glad I don't gotta worry about that. But what you do have to worry about is a gas attendant taking your credit card and putting their dirty little hands on it. Cause after oh, I get my crazy. after I get my credit card back, I be, you know, smattering my 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 hands with sanitizer and then putting it on my credit card like this. Chip malfunction. (laughs) 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 So that Garnet, you didn't learn anything from this conversation. (laughs) Um, not too much. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still at the same place. I'm still at the same place I'm at where hand sanitizer. That's all I'm doing. I wasn't too big on drinking off somebody's bottles anyway. We got cups. I already don't like eating after people. I'm pretty picky about that already. It's not too many things, you know, handshakes. I give a lot of daps now. I definitely give you a fist pump. Um, that's it. I, 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 I got a good iPhone charger. Um, I lotion. I do all the right things. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not changing up too much. What does the iPhone charger got to do with anything? That's important for all the iPhone people. That's important. You you can't have the iPhone charger with the with the hoodie, with the baggy sleeve. It's it's inappropriate. That's okay. All. all right. Well, thank you all for your conversation. <laughs> I, I have an Android, so. <laughs> um. By the way, Dexter, thank you for letting me know that I'm featured in Cardi B's um, E! True Hollywood Story. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, oh, Dexter, wow. Dexter, Dexter be knowing everything. <laughs> Dexter, more, Dexter knows stuff about me before I know. <laughs> Good, friend. Like, Good friend to have. I was <laughs> like, really? I'm like, how am I in the Cardi B? You know what's crazy? When we talked to the guy from Takashi Six Nine, the director, mm-hmm. didn't we ask him the same question? We were like, "How are you able to make a whole documentary about yeah. Takashi Six Nine, and he's not involved at all?" They did the same thing for Cardi B, mm-hmm. and literally, what they did was they took interviews from different people that she did. One of the interviews w- was with me. That's how I ended up on the show. And string the interviews together and then pick like five people, four or five people that she knew back in the day, asked them mad questions, found random pictures on the Internet, her own social media posts, her own posts and created a whole hour long special. This is why and, and this is why I'm very cautious about watching some of these documentaries and all these things, because. They paint their own narrative. Now, it could be good. You know, thank God that, you know. It, it, uh, whatever story could be painted uh, in, in a good light of you, but what if the media or that person had something against you? Imagine what kind of things you're going to find out, I guess, about yourself, piece together. It's, it's a scary world out here. It, it really is. I just think it's even just remarkable that people are putting so much out there about themselves on social media. I think that's the bigger conversation. Like the fact that think about it when she's doing all these interviews and there's all these pictures and she's doing all these lives, someone's documenting that. And they literally created a whole story off of stuff that she voluntarily put out there. That picture of her with the fro and and, and when she's like six, 
that was in there. <laughs> that was a whole meme, you yep. know? So literally like be careful of what you put on this public in this public space. Cause it's literally enough for someone else to tell, to paint a whole narrative about you that might be real or not real. And it's all based off stuff that you volunteered and that's considered public domain. Right. That's the scary part because it's always going to be real. It's just going to be however else they're going to tell it because you did say you did do all of these things, but are you going to tell the story that way? And it's crazy how they were like, you know, Cardi B had this horrible disease when she was a kid. It was life-threatening. She had asthma. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, asthma? <laughs> it was like, coming up next, how Cardi B's mother dealt with a life-threatening disease. Well, and I'm like, true Hollywood story. They do that to be smart all the time. And they, they just want you to stay tuned. And you stay tuned, like, not really just stay tuned for that because that was dumb. But and I was play, like, Tiger, if y'all got, if you had time, watch the Tiger documentary. It is such an awesome documentary, but it's because Tiger has been doing interviews since he was age three. Most of it is all interviews. Some of them are like family photos or friends photos, but and then a couple of family interviews, but most of it is his words because he did the interviews. That's craziness. That's that that's a really good set. I, I didn't finish it. I think I was on like oh, episode, awesome. episode either two or three, but it was very good, very intriguing. But once again, it's you know, is he involved in this? Probably not, but yet, you know, it, it it's painted in a certain way that you know, I, I I didn't finish it, but you could even like him or you could dislike him. I actually liked him more after it, but one of his people yeah. said on there, they said, oh, he's not going to like this part. And he looked into the camera and said, sorry, champ. He was like, I just got to tell it. But like, he actually had that moment to be like, oh, he's going to be pissed at me over. He probably cut you off too. So I hope it was worth it. <laughs> you ain't getting that check no more, bro. <laughs> but I was proud that you were in there, Mina. Yay! Thanks. Even though if you don't know me, like there's not like that's the crazy part. Like I'm just there. Like my name ain't there. The question I asked isn't there. I even said, let me see the ring. They cut that part off. So, you know, it was cool, but it it was like, damn, bro, y'all couldn't (laughs) give me a heads up. Y'all was still in my interview. (laughs) I know it's on YouTube, but damn. That's wild, but. That, Send me an email. Like that is a blessing too, because you know, putting your uh I guess your work out there, your content out there, these kind of, you know, little weird things and cool things can happen out of nowhere where you know Dex is being the the super friend and finding out everything about Mina. <laughs> I was gonna say we might see this conversation in the next <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, e true Hollywood story. <laughs> Dexter says we need to be more kind to our children <laughs> as he beats his kid in this kid in this viral clip. <laughs> and his kid has asthma. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for watching. It's the hundredth and uh fifty damn one fifty nine? One sixty nine. Yeah, I'm losing track, y'all. This is a lot of episodes. One sixty nine. I said the whole thing in the beginning. Sorry, I mean to say, well, I'm a little tired today, so I apologize. <laughs> I'm Shayna B. Garnett Briscoe. Dex Stucky. Bye, guys. Talk to you next week.